Welcome to a brand new episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast. In today's episode, this is inspired by a tweet, one of our listeners saying that we should talk about how we all like to work, kind of like our preferences, uh, what makes us productive. Is it better to work from home, work in the office, kind of the pros and cons? So I think that's an interesting question that we can all discuss today. Before we jump in, let's give introduction of today's panelists. Augustus, you want to start it off? Sure. Uh, my name is Augustus Yoon. I'm a software engineer at Twitch. Hi, I'm Mars Julian. I am a software engineer in the Bay Area, and all my thoughts are my own, and today they are going to be capitalized. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stacey London. I'm a senior front-end engineer at Atlassian, and all my thoughts are Mars's. Non-capitalized. Non-capitalized. Uh, right. That's like a trademark now, Now Mars. it will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm a software engineering manager at Netflix. In each episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast, we like to choose a keyword that if it's mentioned at all in the episode, we will all take a drink. What did we decide today's keyword is? Preference. Preference. So if we say the word preference, preferences, anything along those lines, we will all take a drink. All right. Well, let's jump in. I think a great way to start is even from the question that uh, was tweeted at us was really like work from home or work from the office pros and cons what do each of you prefer maybe it maybe it varies too i'm interested to hear your thoughts capital t (laughs) exclamation point that's really tough yeah i think that really depends on the type of work that i would be doing and also depending also how far away your office might be it really plays into your preferences cheers Cheers. i don't know sometimes if i'm doing work where it involves like a lot of coordinating and it's sort of we're still trying to figure out a way forward being in the office is really nice and really easy because i find that working over slack can be very difficult um if it's heads down work like i know what i'm doing i just need to code no one bother me then working from home is sort of kind of kind of the preferred way to do it um I don't know, but it can be quite isolating, I find. Sometimes if you're working from home, it can be really isolating. That's definitely been my feeling on the work from home aspect is, actually some, I'm probably very similar, is if I have something I need to be heads down, it's a great thing. No interruptions. Um, I know some people even get distracted at home. I'm fine. I'm like, I'll just like end up working more because I'm just like, oh, I don't need to move. I'm No one's interrupting me and I keep going. But I do find it isolating. I worked remote for a year and a half for one company. Uh, I worked there for years and then had moved and they were like, yeah, we'll keep you on remote. And that, that was, I was like, this is great. But in the long run, it, it just became super isolating, like to the point where my wife would come home and I would be like, oh, let's talk. And she's like, I've been talking all day. <laughs> and it's like, but I hadn't really talked to anyone. I'd just been coding all day. Um, so I, I didn't really enjoy that. So I, I actually prefer to be in the office and then as being a manager, it's very difficult to be working from home. I find that as actually, you can do it, but I don't like to do it if I can avoid it. If I'm trying to run a meeting or even calling into meetings, it's just not that great. Hangouts, ah, they need to be better. Like there's there's always some technical issue. Um, so I don't really like dealing with that. I'd prefer to be in the office. I'm definitely one of those people who cannot focus because I was, I'm the type of person who like associates an area as this is my fun area. This is my area where I sleep or something like that. So I was like one of those kids who, who never worked in their dorms. I always went to the library. I, I feel pretty similar. I, I focus far more at work, but I totally respect people who can focus at home and prefer to work from home. What if you had like a dedicated like 
desk area or space or would it still feel yes i think that is probably the if i had a better work dedicated area in my place then i probably could work from home totally i also sometimes when i want to work from home i i just work from a coffee shop or something this is cool yeah do you like is it maybe something with the noise and stuff around too like because being in a coffee shop kind of feels like an open space yeah for me it's like watching other people working helps me like i I don't know it's just like kind of you know everyone's working so hard you know i'm gonna work hard kind of thing whereas if i'm at home you know my teddy bear is chilling so (laughs) i want to chill that's awesome you're like that looks comfy i don't want to be working ready i I don't know so yeah, I, I've i never worked uh, at a job where I'm remote full-time. Like, I've never been a remote-only employee. I've had some jobs where the team that I was on was distributed across the globe. So one team I was on once had, like, a person in England, a person in Canada, a person, me in the U.S., and uh, some people in India. And so that was really distributed and I did end up working from home like three days two days a week it was like and then in the office a couple my manager was in the office in the U.S. so that was nice to like kind of catch up with him I thought that was actually a good balance like I got some people interaction um in the office and then days to concentrate um remote I like I like that balance that was nice um I am opposite, I think, probably, of Augustus. <laughs> I I feel like I'm a dog where, like, you see a squirrel and you're like, squirrel! <laughs> and so, like, open office plans are so distracting yeah, for me because I'll be like, someone will just walk by and be like, oh, what? Oh. And then you're like, no, why, why are you even caring that someone just walked by? But, like, it's in my peripheral vision. Like, it, it's some sort of weird distraction. So It's visual noise. Like, yeah. it absolutely, like, it's not even that they're talking to you. Like, it's could just catch your eye yeah. and that can be very distraction so that alone i was like <laughs> i think i was joking with someone once about making horse blinders for open <laughs> office plans <laughs> for humans so you just wear this thing where it like blocks I know exactly your what you're talking about because <laughs> <laughs> i was like i can't i hate it um and then noise uh people talking is also a distraction for me that I have a hard time not paying attention to. It has nothing to do with me, but like it's in the area. So you're like, Oh, what's, what are they talking about? And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, focus, write some code, put your head, you know? So then I put headphones on to try and block the, the, the audio. But you need these blinders though. Like so you, you've, got, blinders. you've got the audio covered, <laughs> but you need the visual blinders. Yes. All right. I, I feel like there's an invention out there or something or like a, almost like a tent that wraps from your head yes. to the monitor. Yes. Like, Do you mean like maybe a cubicle? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's a cubicle? <laughs> what is Anyone this heard of a cubicle? <laughs> See, I don't like cubicles. I think they're, I feel like enclosed or maybe it's because it just feels very like corporate-y and it's like, yeah, here's my box. And like, I don't know what it is. I would much prefer to be like, all sitting at one desk like i i don't i mean yes. i like to have my own space but there's something that i just have never really liked about the tall high walled cubicles yes you don't get the visual uh noise but it's it's i don't like those either as an option though i don't know that i'd want a tent around my head to monitor <laughs> but you know yeah. i have a solution 
Uh, just give every employee their own office. I expect that tomorrow. Thank Ooh. you very much. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so that, I mean, some companies have that. I, I don't know. Awesome. Fog Creek? I don't know that I'd oh. want that. Wasn't that like a thing? Oh, really? What's Frog uh, Creek? Stack Overflow, the creators of Stack oh, Overflow. Yes, yes, like, uh, he's written a lot of articles about um, that kind of stuff. Having your own office, privacy, ability to focus. Mm. I'm curious. You don't like offices? No, I I don't know that I would want it. I feel like it, it feels like a bigger barrier to like enter. And so you can't just turn to a colleague and ask them a question. And to the point that could be an interruption to them. Uh, so I can see the argument against that. But yeah, going into someone's office has now become this like bigger barrier. Uh, and especially like oftentimes it's like, a manager, a VP, or a director, they have the office, but everyone else doesn't. And like, I would opt out of that. I wouldn't want it. Um, I feel like it, yeah, it just makes it feel like a different, it, it goes to like our previous episode where it, it makes it maybe like feel a little hierarchical or I don't know, power dynamic. I'd like to turn around slowly in my leather chair and mahogany desk and be like, excuse me, what would you like? <laughs> very busy right now. But would you, but would you like turn around? See, I don't know. Would you turn around or you would be facing the doorway probably and you've got all the space and you're like, take a seat. <laughs> or smoke a pipe and be like, Mr. Bond. Yeah, very, very mysterious. <laughs> Uh, I'm like this this office is getting pretty badass <laughs> it would also include uh a secret door through the bookshelf bookcase to where do you have a bathroom in this room too because like that's pretty cool too. yeah i never want to leave it yeah <laughs> on, you could have like the madman style where you've got a couch just take a little nap so if this becomes its own apartment then are you working <laughs> from home or are you in the <laughs> office <laughs> This is true, Mars. This is very true. <laughs> it's like, at what level is it an apartment or from an office? <laughs> you can have a bar at it. Hmm. That's very Mad Men, yeah. Yeah. Mar- right, maybe you're convincing me. Yeah, maybe you're convincing me that an office is a good idea. If it's big enough, yeah. Yeah. But there again, I, I still, yeah, I'm, I'm, I see some problems with the open office. I definitely do, but I, I almost prefer it. I, I honestly do. And I've worked at places where I've had, the somewhat cubicle where you've had like maybe like a couple feet wall. Like it's not very big, but it's just kind of wraps your desk a bit, um, which can, you know, block some of the visual noise to like the very high cubicles. Definitely didn't like those to even like where it was just sitting on a long desk. I've had that a couple times where you're just like, you just have enough room for your monitor and maybe a little extra room on your sides. And then next to you is someone else. So I find it doesn't bother me too much. I'm I'll throw headphones on. The visual noise doesn't bother me too much either. But one thing I do hate is when your back faces people. Not that I care that they're looking at my monitor, but the like someone approaching you and you've got your headphones on. Oh, that yeah. is awkward. This is this is lizard brain stuff, right? Like <laughs> this is like I'm in the middle of nowhere. I am vulnerable. This is dangerous. Mm-hmm. This is like the really deep animal stuff in our brains that are like i am not safe on you know something about it feels very uncomfortable and it's, yeah, it's that somewhat related but if your open offices get like arranged in kind of aisles the people who are always next to the kind of walking area definitely have it the worst because they're the most prone to 
be having someone say, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> or you make that, eye contact. Will... That's a bad yeah. one, too. Oh, yes. Goodness. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just opened invitation. That <laughs> Accidentally. Yes. <laughs> Without I, horse I, I, will, <laughs> I will say, like, at times, because I do sit there. Actually, I've sat there that at that kind of location many times. Uh, I, I've preferred working it from home, like, because people have honestly always come up to me to say hi. And it can be very disruptive. And oh, it's absolutely. hard to say, like, how you're distracting me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I just I just moved uh, desk to for a new team, and the the floor is kind of filling up, and there's not a lot of space. And so the the rows that you're talking about in this kind of open plan office office, they tacked a desk onto the end of it, oh, no. which is in the walkway. So like the that person's what? like in the, the person has to like be walked around to go there, and they're like, oh, we're we're gonna move your desk there, and I was like. No, <laughs> this is my worst nightmare. Uh, so I was like, uh, yeah, we, we ended up figuring it out and we found someone who works from home uh, quite a bit mm-hmm. that they're almost never at their desk. So that person got put there and then I'm in the office more. So I got somewhere else. So like, thankfully that was, that worked out. But I was like, this may be the worst open office desk situation location ever. Of all time. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. And I think like, to me, those are ways that you can optimize. Like, I like what you said. It's like, okay, well, this person isn't even in the office that much. And so you could maybe place them. But I think, you know, even just hearing these conversations is we have our preferences. And I think there's ways to optimize that. What's that? Preferences. Oh, oh, cheers. cheers. Very, nice. Very nice. But yeah, there's ways that we can, as a team, like talk about that. It's like, there's definitely people who have very strong opinions. opinions. Thank you. Thoughts. Trying to think of thoughts. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of a different word of where they sit. And then there's other people that you could throw them in like the middle of the hallway and they're like, I don't care. And so it's like, I think there are ways that you can try and optimize and, and be strategic about where people are placed. Yeah. I guess as you mentioned, like, oh, I like working from coffee shops. I have, I, for, I don't know what it is. I think just working on the web for so long, I love having like, multiple monitors and having like my browser in one monitor with like the dev tools open and then my IDE or like my editor and a different, uh, a different monitor and like other things there too. And just being able to like quickly like look and, and see everything. And I find it more difficult just like on a tiny screen to like feel as productive Honestly, I am 100% in agreement, which is why I prefer working at the office. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I don't have that set up at my home either. So which so for me, it's like coffee shop or home. It's the same screen size. So, um, I, But there are a lot of coffee shops that are like super distracting. Like the music is way too loud. Like even my, my, my soundless headphones can still hear their music, which is... Wow probably a sign you know it's like why is this like turn your music down. why is yeah. this a rave or <laughs> why, why are you working out of a club <laughs> well, yes so. that's interesting though uh like even bringing up the monitors and like how you're set up i'm curious what is everyone set up like what do you prefer like what are must-haves i know stacy you love mechanical keyboards like <laughs> oh, you know like what yes. are some interesting things that you have set up for your best work yeah, I guess I started with the dual monitor thing. So yeah, that's been a thing. I've got that set up at home as well, just because that's like the, the comfortable way um, that I dev. Uh, yeah, the mechanical keyboard, which also could prove to be super annoying to oh, yes. your coworkers yeah. in, in an office situation. What is it the loudest, like the blue 
keys, yes. right? Yeah, those are real loud. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think I have switches. those. Every time I'm typing an email, my coworkers are like... <laughs> <laughs> they just look over at me mm-hmm. yeah so if you have like if you're surrounded in an open office with like coworkers that are also into mechanical keyboards that's a good thing because then you all kind of cancel each other out and <laughs> yeah you, 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 like know that that's a noise thing that's gonna happen but if you yeah if you work next to someone that can't stand that that's hard right true because yeah. you might you might prefer that to be your your keyboard but that if if your neighbor's like oh it's so loud like that sucks. Thankfully, I haven't had that yet, but I suppose I should probably ask, like, be mm-hmm. more, be more considerate. <laughs> One time a coworker, I think she cleverly, you know, was trying to bring it up, but she said it in a very nice way, but it was very clever. She, she came to me and said, you know, when I hear your keyboard, it's just like so satisfying, you know, hearing all like the little keys. And I was like, oh, wow. And she sits really far away. <laughs> and so really? I was like, but that to me is inviting. She yeah, wants to hear I, I was it more. Like, kind of inviting. I was like, wow, that's really nice, but do you love it that much? Was that much? a subtle, Do you like... love it that much, though? <laughs> so I, I wasn't sure, but uh, it made me more aware of it. So, Stacy, dual monitors, mechanical keyboard. Um, the final thing, which is uh, actually it came up today, um, I have, uh, they're the basically stand-up desks that everyone has that are uh, electric. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I've not always had that. And so it's, it's really great to be able to lower it to a level cause I'm super, super short, or at least my, my legs are short. I don't know. I, for most of my career, I've not been able to put my legs on the ground like an adult <laughs> at my desk to be ergonomical. And it's been like very frustrating. <laughs> and so when I got like a desk that could be adjustable, I was like, Oh my gosh, I could put my feet flat on the ground, like a grown adult. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I feel your pain. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. But and then so, some people I work with have like stands that they'll put their feet on too. Yeah. And that's, yeah, like the boxes and stuff that yep. they, I was like, oh, I don't like that. Um, so having that desk was great. And the there's two, <laughs> this is very particular, but there's like two models of desks at work. One of them was like a newer one that has like a faux wood grain on it. And then the one I had was like this white sort of whatever for like a thing. That one actually goes down further than the other ones. And the other ones, I actually made it so that I couldn't touch the ground anymore. And I was like, can I just keep this white desk? Because it actually works better for me. And they're like, yeah. So I rolled it over. But it stands out because I'm like the only <laughs> person the white with this yeah. white desk in the sea. <laughs> you just cover it in stickers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Uh, how about Augustus, Mars? What What are your preferences? Oh, um, I'm I'm with Stacy on the external monitors. Uh, I have well, I used to have two, but where I am now, I have one, and I keep campaigning for a larger one. So maybe one day. How big is it now? I don't remember. Okay, not big enough. All right, is that the answer? It's fair. Yeah, Um, and I have one of those at home too. Actually, like the minute I got an external monitor at home, it made working from home a bit more bearable, just because it is hard to develop on such a tiny screen. Um. I also like the adjustable desks um, in terms of like being able to switch between standing and, and sitting. And I also recently got a mechanical keyboard, yes. which I really actually love. But also I'm in a sea of mechanical keyboards. So, it's, and so you're like, I may as well just like jump in on. This. Yeah, I think yeah. I have the loudest one, though, because <laughs> I was typing very aggressively earlier and my coworkers were, were looking at me. So, yeah. I don't know. It depends on on the context of like where I am because at home there's like, you know, there's different comforts and as opposed to being in, in an office too. So I want to echo a lot of the things. Um, I'll, I'll say, I guess, a few things. One is um, I was 
I guess there's there's like those very widescreen monitors, and I purposely chose not to get that because I don't think a lot of people have those. And when I develop for users, I want to like use probably the most normal things. Like I don't think everyone has these gigantic widescreen monitors. So I, I I don't know. I mean, you could just shrink your browser. I don't know, but I like to just do that. So I have two external monitors. I think the standing desk is super helpful. You know, we're sitting all the time. It's really nice to have the option to just stand or I'll just walk around a bit. Um, Twitch gives people gaming keyboards, but I I personally like mechanical keyboards. Yeah. And and I definitely am conscious of the noise. So I think brown switch, I think brown switches are probably the best. Um, I'm not an expert. I like them. Those are my favorites. Yeah. Cherry Amber Browns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you have advice for keyboards, Stacy is oh, definitely yeah. the person. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not an expert, but I do. It's a fun <laughs> rabbit hole. You have thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I have some interesting thoughts. Like, definitely standing desks are great. I think, like, just having the option and, and the motorized ones are way better than cranks. Being able to just, like, set your position. And some of them actually, yeah, they lock in position. Like, so you just press a number and it, like, goes to that spot which I think is great, just giving you the option throughout the day. I don't have a monitor at my desk anymore. Augusta's looking at me yeah. funny, but have the you all remember, like, I my job is sending emails and, like, <laughs> reading docs, and I'm not at my desk that often. I do have an external monitor at home, which if I'm working at home, I plug into. Um, but I think one of the most important things is a good chair. I, I think that is, like, one thing I've learned over the years is even though they're expensive invest in a good chair you will start to be in pain like we're coding for a long times like long hours and you're sitting there it gets sore and so i think that to me is like i will take anything don't care about the monitor which actually having a monitor is good for your posture hovering over the laptop is not a good thing so if you just a monitor can be helpful but the chair is really important I actually prefer the 13-inch MacBooks. I like the portability. I can code on them. It's not as great as a uh, having a full monitor. You're having to like use your you know sh- command tab a lot, uh, flipping between between the um, windows. But I feel like I work a lot on the go. I'm like on a shuttle going to and from work. I'm in meetings. I'm throughout the office it's not typically at the desk so that's why i don't have a monitor anymore i i sometimes will have a monitor and i find that i never plug into it so i just stop getting one one thing on the monitors have you all tried the curved monitors oh yeah i had one at netflix actually i thought you did and that's what yeah i can't remember i mean it wasn't that much different to be honest it's sort of just you take two monitors and condense it down into one basically i mean i was only using three quarters of my screen real estate before anyway so for me it made a lot of sense um but i don't remember really noticing any difference in terms of the curvature or anything well because i think uh, i've actually had a conversation recently with a couple people who uh, at netflix have the curve monitor i've used it like once or twice i've never had one but they like now swear by it because it's it it almost like it feels gimmicky, but once you start using it, it's like you don't have to turn your head as much because yeah, you're able true. to like see the the sides. Yeah. And to the dual monitor aspect, you now you don't need a dual monitor. Like this is a big enough monitor, and the wrapping really helps. Uh, but then you also don't have that pesky like 
break between mm-hmm. two monitors. Yeah. Um, so there, there can be value. And I've used it. And I remember the first time using it, I was like, not for me. This is too much monitor. <laughs> like this, And it was also going from not using a monitor too often uh, that I was just sitting at a desk that had it. So I started plugging in and I was like, oh my God, this is craziness. Yeah. I wonder if like the, like the keyboard shortcuts that, so I have like a windows management, uh, like program that I put on top of Mac OS just to be able to like quickly. I think do, I know like, which one you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, there's spectacles, a free one, but there's a ton of them. Um, but yeah, just so I can do like, you know, command alt left arrow and shove something over to one edge. And so I always wondered about those curved monitors where like maybe you just create a lot of like more customized keystrokes because what I'll do is like shove something to the Far, far right or of, far left. Yeah. And yeah. When I have two monitors, it's like really easy to do that. But then if you have just one giant one, you have to be like, shove it almost all the way to the edge of the monitor, but not quite. Like 200 pixels yeah. from the left. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had a few people, they almost like swear by them now. And I see a lot more of them popping up around the office, like where people are using them. Like the one guy I work with has like a 38 inch Whoa. curved monitor. I'm like, I don't think I noticed it until he called it out and I looked at the other monitors. I'm like, yeah, that's huge. And the resolution on it was like ridiculous. So some interesting setups as you you start to go through these things. Actually, you were all on 13 inch map. No, I guess you're on the 15 inch. Yeah, I I have the smaller one, uh, not because it makes it easier to work on. It's literally for weight because I, because I, um, I either walk or bicycle to work and, just for commuting it's so much less weight in the backpack and like digging into your shoulders when you've got other stuff in there yeah Yeah, it's and to be honest it's gotten better even if you were like augustus on the 15 inches huge difference than years ago i used to go with the 15 inch for it's been a long time since i've had a 15 inch but they were a lot thicker and very heavy and i would use a side bag and i walked 20 minutes to work and 20 minutes home every day it was a good year or so of me doing that going like this is like getting painful. I, I think I ended up switching to the backpack. I don't think I switched uh, MacBooks. But yeah, the side bag was, it was my own stupidity. I was like, oh, the side bag looks really cool. Um, no, it was terrible because it was like, you know, weighing on one side of you. And so that was not good either. They've gotten better. Like I feel like the 15 inch MacBook is probably like so much lighter, a quarter of what the MacBook that I had. We kind of mentioned earlier You can work from home some days. You can work in the office. Augustus work at coffee shops. sounds like each of our companies are fairly flexible. Do a lot of people on the teams take advantage of that? Are there rules at any of your companies where it's like, oh, you can work only two days a week from home or is there it's just kind of very flexible? No, I mean, I think it's it's pretty it's pretty flexible where I'm at now. I think there's like it's you start people start to realize that they're being not as effective the more they work from home. But I think it's a really good practice for companies to be flexible just because it promotes like a more inclusive environment in terms of like being remote, different lifestyles. Like say you have to have a doctor's appointment. You should be allowed to have a doctor's appointment when, when you can make your doctor's appointment because that's just how it, how it works. So um, I think, yeah, I mean where I work is very flexible and I, I, I highly recommend it really to anyone just because you know, people have all sorts of situations that could be keeping them home for one reason or another. Yeah, my team is pretty flexible. Like if, as long as you're getting your stuff done, I don't think anyone really has like issues. If uh, there was like a time when 
I think my team was not in for the entire week because they all wanted to work from home. I don't know why, um, but that's just how it is sometimes. So, Yeah, Alaskan's really flexible. Um, for a while when I was on Bitbucket, there weren't anybody, there wasn't anyone remote full-time. It was like, yeah, flexible, work from home, whenever you want, but it wasn't um, like remote friendly. And now there are some people that are full-time remote um, and they're working on figuring out how to make things more remote inclusive. So like instead of having a meeting in a conference room where the, like say two remote people are the only ones on the screen, but everyone else is in the room, you end, they end up like, everyone ends up like talking to each other and it just gets, it feels, I think, exclusionary for the people on, on the VC. So like there's best practices to like, oh, if we have remote people, everyone dials in from like their computer and their screen. So that that way, like everybody is, um, has kind of that same interaction. Uh, it's like, it gives equal weight to everybody. Which I thought was kind of cool. I've heard a few people do that. I think that is good. It's like yeah. you're all kind of being remote. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Yeah. I, I, thought, I think that's a really great technique. Um, and then I think there's no like official rule. It's like if someone just <laughs> suddenly was like, I'm working from home forever. I don't think that would probably be okay. Like because people want to interact becomes, with you. That becomes the remote. Like I think there's a probably a broader conversation of like, hey, I need to be remote or and like, let's talk about how that works. Yeah. Uh, and then we for a while did um, uh, like a no meeting day. So once a week, like no meetings, focus day, like uh, you could focus and then the team that I was on was like, let's have that be Wednesday. That seems like a nice way to break up the week. Oh, and like, let's all just, if you want to work from home, you can. And so it turned out that everybody worked from home on Wednesdays and you had no meetings. So it was like your focused, focused day, which I thought was, I loved it. I thought it was great. We we have that too, actually. I love the focus time, but I, there have been a couple of days working from home on a no meeting Wednesday when I found it more disruptive to be home than to be in the office, just conducting work over Slack all day can be really frustrating and actually more disruptive than if you were to be in the office. But I think those were special circumstances. Yeah. I tried to plan, like it was nice on those days where like you figured out kind of what you needed to do on Tuesday or like if you needed to talk to people. And then Wednesday was like, I'm clear on what I need to do. It's like code day, like put the headphones on and like focus on a deep focus deeply on some problem. No, I, I totally 100% agree. Yeah, it's just really nice to have a day where you have zero interruptions because it's it's really tough to context switch when you're like in the middle of coding, you're solving a problem, and all of a sudden you get pulled into a meeting to talk about X, Y thing. And it's, like context switching is like super harmful. So I, I heavily encourage companies to consider having a no meeting wins a no meeting day. I'm a big believer on the flexibility. I think Netflix has always been really good about flexibility and just having those options, but like, and not, not having the nine to five. I think that's one where I'm like, I'm sure we could like Google this where that actually came from, but it's so old ingrained in like the workforce. And it's like, to me, it's like, it's more to what Augustus said, as long as you're getting your work done, it shouldn't matter where or when you're doing it. Yes, there's times you might have a meeting that you, you know, between that, like, maybe it's not even nine to five. It's like the like 10 to four aspect is like there might be some meetings that you may need to attend. But like, if you're productive in the evening or in the morning or 
who cares? It's like the work gets done. Um, and if you have doctor's appointments or whatever it is, like, which can only happen nine to five, which is super annoying. Um, it's like, you can have that ability to do that. I think like having that flexibility is super important. It's not about being at work from nine to five. Um, I think even more so, I feel like I felt like that. I've always felt like that, but I felt like that more. So even having a kid is like, there's times when you're like, I have to work from home or I have to leave at three o'clock because I need to go do something at school or whatever it is. And I think everyone should have that flexibility. Why is it a trade-off? Like, why do you like, ah, I have to work, can't be around my kid. You know, that, that's an, that's kind of obnoxious. Yeah. That was, I think a really healthy switch for me when I moved out here um, from the Midwest. Cause like there was some flex, definitely some flexibility in, in jobs there, but it wasn't like, as flexible and when I remember when I first moved here one of my coworkers was like and I was like two in the afternoon he's like I'm gonna go get my hair cut I'll be right back I'll be back in a bit and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> but it was fine like you're getting your work done it that that's fine that's fine well it's also like there's times when like sitting there you're not productive yeah like go get something else done which getting your hair cut could be very productive or you know that's something you're gonna have to deal with later and so maybe on like the saturday you're like i actually feel like doing some work because i feel like being productive and so i think it is more like manage your own time you're an adult like as long as you get your work done i think that's the important aspect and i think as long as you make sure you set a good culture on your team that you you know you say like whenever you feel like working as long as you get your work done it's fine if someone's sending out pull requests at 2 a.m. and like emailing people or slacking people at weird times, like try and be careful of that so people don't ever feel like, I don't know, so-and-so is more productive on the weekend, but don't make sure your other, the other teammates don't feel like they also have to be on the like weekend. Like it's an expectation now. Yeah, yeah that's a good point too. You have to be really too. careful about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Or working on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a balance there between like allowing people to work when it works best for them, for example, like shifting your schedule. Like maybe some people work really well, seven in the morning to 4 PM. And some people work really well from like 11 to eight. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good point to bring up that you, it can, the optics can, can go too far also. Yeah. I also kind of to build on that. Um, and also a slight shout out to Slack and Google for the calendar, um, being conscious of like remote workers and their time zones. Yeah, I, I was totally oblivious to that. Um, but, you know, if you're East Coast, you're like three hours ahead. Um, and but and I've seen Slack and Google Calendar, they've rolled out updates where you can set working hours and you're very aware of, you know, this person is in a different time zone. This is their working hours. You might be sending something that is not, you're probably not going to even get an answer, quite honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. going to just be disruptive. So yeah, like I felt stressed out, like sending... Uh, we have people, um, we work with people in Sydney and in Australia and some people on their slacks, like you can see people actually will say, set the do not disturb. So you know that like you can send them something and it's not going to alert on their phone, mm -hmm. but some people don't. And you're just like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> I want, I, I need to get this out of my brain and send it to you. But like, you don't have that set. I don't like, are you literally going to wake up right now when I send this Oof, to you? Like yeah. that's, that's weird. So just stuff like that, yeah. You have to figure it out. I don't think I have mine set. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I do. But I also don't 
it doesn't really phase me. I'm like, if it sits on red, I mean, I'll deal with it probably within a 24 hour period. So I'm like, whatever, but that's a good point. Maybe I should. Cause if it's giving someone else anxiety, like that's not good either. Yeah. I was like, Oh, is their phone going to be like, and like in the middle of the night. She's doing it again. It could be like right beside me. I'm not waking up. It's like, that's actually good. I like that. It's good. Good advice. I think that's interesting too. Like this isn't quite related to the time zone thing or the work from home thing, but like preferences, cheers, cheers, cheers. <laughs> around how you work um, and communicating them can actually be really effective. Like one of my biggest pet peeves used to be when people would slack you, hey, like. Yes, like, can it help you? Um, and recently, there's like a doc at work that's been circulated that's like called No Hello, basically, which is sort of just like outlines like why you should not just say hey and then nothing else, um, which articulates everything, all of my thoughts in capital letters that I have been feeling for a long time um, so well, and sort of I put it in my Slack status. So now when people Slack me, they can they have context around how I like to work and why. And I've noticed actually it's been really good to like communicate those preferences, like kind of what you're saying, people in Australia, you're not entirely sure if they, either they have do not disturb or they don't, um, but just sort of people kind of know the way you like to work. And I've had colleagues too be like, hey, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, do you want me to come over in person? Do you want me to slack? And they've just been really empathetic and cognizant of, of that kind of thing just to find the most effective way to work together. And team. so you have that in your status on Slack? Yeah. So whenever someone starts to message me, it'll say, you know, no, hello. It's like a link to the doc, for example. Um, and I've noticed that people have um not been just going hey i love it yeah i mean it's like even like i've felt like we're getting better with like having people's pronouns and like that's great i like that mars is that even just like sharing that context where like maybe i you are bothered by it so i'm gonna avoid that from now on because i know that we have the opposite at work too where if you do like someone who just says hello you can there's an opposite doc also yeah yeah that's great i i just recently um, a new person was, or a couple new people were hired onto the team that I'm on and they create these like 90 day plans for them. And it was like, also like a introductory to your team. And you kind of do like, what are your hobbies? Like you fill some stuff out. One of them was, what are your communication preferences? Mm-hmm. And I actually was like, didn't know quite how to answer it. I was like, I don't know, Slack, email, talk to me. I'm like, anything's fine. But that I think helps clarify it a little bit. Like there are things that I probably don't like that is it would be nice to you know express that yeah and for people to abide by it yeah well, and, and you, maybe you don't part, it's the hard part <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say that maybe you're okay with it, like you're like i don't care like and that's yeah. okay too like totally communicate with me in whatever way and that's fine but if someone does have that preference like i want to be inclusive if mars says she doesn't like that i'm going to try and respect that yeah. you know yes i'm sure people still slip up but it's clear as day i've shared that with you I should I I can think of one right now. If I have my headphones on and I'm like deep in some deep thinking sort of focus work, if someone were to come up to me and be like, "Hey, did you get that email I just sent you?" <laughs> like that would drive me up the wall. Like take my headphones off, be like, "Did you get that email?" and be like, ah. <laughs> "Did you send me an email?" email. <laughs> yes, I did, and I didn't read it. <laughs> I'll get to it. Yikes. 
So yeah, <laughs> I, do I, have, I do have some opinions on this. Yeah, yeah, I like this. Okay, but but there again, it's being transparent. And it's like a trust thing. It's like in our previous episode, we talked about a lot about in one-on-ones building trust. Well, this is another way of building trust with people is just being open and honest about how you like to work. Yeah. I, I really like that idea. Of like, yeah, there's actually, there's a, there's a, a, a sort of condensed version of it um, at a website called nohello.com. We talked about ways of communication and like our desk setups and everything. I'm curious, does anyone have any tips, tricks, things that help them be more productive? Like I'm assuming Stacy has some good coding music. Um, the mechanical keyboards obviously are going to make you more productive. So much more. Big monitors. What makes you more productive? Are those tools, anything that, that helps? I'm with Stacy on music. Um, I I finally it, actually it's taken me like five years to figure out what music I like to listen to when I code um, or do anything really to sort of like get me in the zone of, of focus. Um, and I'm actually going to share that later in the pick section. But also um, knowing what time of day I am good at doing certain tasks. I personally like to get my email and all my Slack out of the way in the morning so that like I have like a clean slate to start on at the end of the day and probably catching up on some context that I've missed overnight or just in the morning and then sort of like doing the the sort of like more intensive work in the afternoon um, with some snacks. So mm, snacks. snacks. Snacks and music. Basically. <laughs> what kind of snacks. I don't know. I mean, so, I mean, they're kind of embarrassing. I really like seaweed snacks. I don't know. They're like chips without being chips. Yeah. Um, I have to keep chocolate out of the house because otherwise I would eat a whole bar in one sitting. What's wrong with that? Um, <laughs> my waistline. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, sort of just having like water readily available and, and also, yeah. I also personally, I have two cats called the Adora Monsters. So I need to have a cat toy near me all the time to sort of be able to distract them away from the keyboard, <laughs> which is really, really important. I also don't want to assume everyone uses Slack, but um, for those who do use Slack, uh, they added a feature where you can message yourself, and I use that as a way. Yeah, you can look direct message y- yourself, and that's a great way to just kind of have this diary or notes, especially for you. So um, I don't know. For me, sometimes I, especially how we talked about the context switching, you know, you go to a meeting, 30 minutes, well, I'm not getting anything done, um, and then you have another meeting. I lose context a lot, so I try to leave a note of what I was just last thinking and it like has really helped me even if it's like something like you were looking at this file and you just realize that this component talks to this component or so- something like that that has like just helped me a lot because I will sometimes get lost um and then another thing I just do is sometimes I'll just get off o- away from my desk and walk for a bit I think sometimes you can get so deep into a problem and deep into the code that you really just need to step back um, away from the computer and just kind of like mentally see like, okay, what is my mental model of the problem right now? And then when you come back, maybe you'll have a different perspective on it. Yes. Yes. Sleeping yes. on problems. Yes. Like toiling away all day. Yeah, don't... And you're like, ah, I can't figure it out. And then you sleep on it the next morning. You're like, what? Oh, in, <laughs> in like in a five minute period, you've solved it versus like banging your head on the keyboard for two hours. Real... The mechanical keyboard. Yeah, yeah, it's really and loud. Really hearing the loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 actually like some of the I've actually resolved a lot of issues like in the shower, like shower thoughts. Shower so thoughts when are key, when you're not so even good. thinking about it, all yep. of a sudden, you're like, oh my gosh, I know the answer now. But the brain processes things overnight in, in ways that we can't even imagine. I like your uh, diary sort of uh, yeah, concept cool. as well. 
I keep um, like a daily, I guess a log. It's just a text file that um, has like today's date. And then I just kind of put on there like real brief, like what I did throughout the day or like tasks I wanted. But I also just below it, I have like to do. And I say like, oh, today I want to make sure I, you know, reply to John about his question. I have a list of those. So it kind of keeps me focused. I like keep, I like all tab to it and be like, especially if I'm getting like lost or off off in the weeds or feel like I'm like off track, I go back to that and be like, oh, this is what your plan was for today. Like get back to it. Um, So I kind of do that. It helps, helps me focus. So that's cool that you do that too. Yeah. I do similar things to like notes are important. I've gone back and forth where I write notes in the computer, but I've probably the last little while I've spent a lot of time just handwriting uh, notes. It's, I find less distracting. So if I'm in a meeting, there's a lot of distractions on the computer, a notification pops up. A lot of things like that will, will distract me. So I've, I've been even writing things in a notebook, which has helped. But then I've, another thing I've been doing is reflecting is trying to find time to actually reflect on the day is, is so beneficial. It's extra time but it ends up helping my productivity. It's being like just thinking about the meetings I've had through the, throughout the day, what needs to be done, and just like kind of going back and like thinking about the day. And it might be just looking at those notes it can be very, very helpful to like plan for what needs to be done. Do I need to send someone an email or whatever it is or follow up on something? So I've been doing that. And then another forcing factor that I feel like I've, I think I've done this for a few months now is weekly i send my team an update on like all the meetings and things like giving bullets on like certain contexts of things that i've had meetings about it's helpful for them because they're like getting some insights into some things that are upcoming or whatever but it's actually beneficial to me because i'm reflecting what happened this week what are things like and i i'm writing it out and so i it's funny it's extra time it truly is but it's actually been very beneficial and then another to the point to the notifications and things that distract I've actually been turning off notifications, you know, and not checking email or having those notifications is like, it's okay. Like you can get to it later, plan the time to do it. But when you need to be heads down on something, shut off the world. And so like, it's like putting the headphones on, shutting off notifications. Yes, someone might be trying to slack you. It's okay. You you can get to it at some point. You just need to find the time that's best to go look at it. And maybe it is taking a break for 20 minutes from your code. Totally. Uh, one more thing that I think is like it been a helpful uh, productivity thing for me has been I use Evernote, but you can use whatever tool that you feel like helps your note taking. Um, but I find that like I, I toss a lot of stuff in there and I jokingly refer to it as my external brain because there's stuff in there that like I feel like is is like important to know, but not enough, not important enough for me to be like, I better memorize that. And it's stuff like, I don't know, like how to find where files are living in AWS. It's like, you know, 200 clicks and different screens. <laughs> and so like, I like will write it down and be like, oh yeah, you click, you know, this screen, then to go to here and then this and this and this, and this is how you like update that. I Maybe you don't have to do it. Maybe you do it like once a year or something, but I have that note and I've definitely, people have been like, hey, how do you do that thing? I'm like, I don't remember. But I go to Evernote and then I pick it up. You know it's there. I know it's there. Like, I know that I captured it. And then I look it up really quick and be like, oh, it's like that. They're like, well, you know everything. I'm like, no, no, no. Evernote knows everything. Like, (laughs) my, my external brain has it. It's just, yeah, it's like, 
a sort of a curation of, of knowledge. I think sometimes too, the notion of actually sometimes writing it helps me remember things. Like I still use Evernote as well. And sometimes just writing something there, I may never look at it again, but it was the notion of writing it is so helpful. But yet if you do need to search it, it's there. I think that's so powerful. And it really funny enough, I mean, Augustus and I both worked at Evernote. Tagline is remember everything. Yes. And that, that's the big portion of it is like, basically offload onto this product and then they'll search your memories and everything. I think there's really something to be said for like offloading stuff that's stuck in your brain. I remember there was this one podcast about memory or whatever, and they studied um, people's memories tasks when they were given something to remember, when they were given something not to remember. So one group was told to remember that they had to buy bread later that day. And then it was given a memory task. And another group was not told that they had to buy bread and did the memory task. And the group that didn't have to remember something did better than the group that was told to remember something, even though it was like later in the day that they had to remember to do that. So there's like a thread being taken up in your brain, just trying to remember all this stuff that unless you like you offload it, your brain space can be sort of like freed up for other things and you become more productive and effective. I remember that article. You shared it with me and I was like, yes. I found it fascinating. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Let's jump into picks. Each episode, we love to share picks of things that we found interesting and would like to share with you all. Stacy, what do you have for us? Uh, all right. Uh, sp- sort of speaking about productivity hacks or uh, <laughs> offloading things, numero nims. <laughs> Do you have a hard time remembering how to spell accessibility? <laughs> you can just shorten that up to A11Y. Um, it, 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 and so numeronym is just the name of like this way of referring to words and shortening them up and taking out the middle, middle letters. So accessibility is one. It's like A, then there's 11 letters, and then there's a Y. Um, I18N is another one for like internationalization. There's a whole bunch of these that are kind of used in tech as ways to like yeah uh, speak speak more quickly i don't know what the like it's a productivity hack or something but i mean a writing hack it's i mean a writing, like writing hack, yeah. accessibility is a tough word to write localization is another one l l10 l10n, L10N. L10N. yeah it's like trying to remember how many letters are but yeah it's like a quick form to and and people understand it and it's like yeah. cool thank you that that's a good one which i did not know that's what it was I called i didn't know it had a name yeah. i love yeah. it it's also so yeah. fun to say numero nim yeah 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 <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> that voice. You always have to use that voice. <laughs> um, and then a second pick uh, is a music pick. It's a song called Gentle Practice by Heathered Pearls. Um, it's a brand new track, uh, kind of ambient-ish. Um, and the name Heathered Pearls originated uh, from the combination of seeking out the allure of something special in a song, the pearl, and the casting a haze of noise and erosion over it, heathered. So I thought that was, I, didn't, I actually didn't know the history of the name. I just thought the name was always kind of cool. Also, the description sounds really cool. <laughs> Mara's, what do you have for us? Okay, yeah. So the first pick I have today, actually, I remember this Freakonomics episode from a while ago about the open office, actually. So I've, like, I put the link here. Um, I don't know. I think I could be making this up because of my quote-unquote love for open offices but i thought i remembered saying that the creator of the open offices kind of regretted the concept um but i could be making that up or imagining that he did uh say that because that would make me happy (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and then the second one actually is a playlist um, on Spotify called the No Lyrics Study Playlist, which is not super descriptive, I'll be honest. But um, it's got kind of like lounge, like soft house music, which I really like for coding and deep work because there's like no words and it kind of makes me feel like I'm sitting in a fancy hotel when I'm working at home and I kind of like that feeling. So <laughs> um, if you if you want something kind of relaxing, but with like a little bit of upbeat to it, it's a good playlist for you. Augustus, what do you have? Cool, yeah. So I have, um, my first pick is this um, blog post. It's actually pretty old. It was from 2015, but it's from the GitHub blog of, um, it's called How to Undo Almost Anything with Git. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think these are the things you necessarily have to memorize or remember, but, you know, Git is such a powerful tool. And I still run into a lot of people who don't know a lot of fundamentals of Git. I think, honestly, if you have time, just sit down and, like really, really learn a lot. Like go through one of those like deep dive tutorials of Git. I think it will be super beneficial. But this was a really like well-summed article from GitHub. They probably know a lot about Git. So I thought it was worth checking out. And uh, my second pick is, well, I'm a weeb and I love anime. And there's this anime movie called Weathering With You. Uh, it's a very, it's by a very, very famous director. Uh, he uh, directed a famous anime movie called Your Name. Um, and this is um, one called Weathering With You. And it came out to theaters for a bit. I don't know if it's still in theaters, but if you ever get a chance to check it out, it's really beautiful. Like his artwork for his anime movies is just absolutely gorgeous. So definitely check it out. What's a weeb? What's a weeb? Yeah. What's a weeb? Great question. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it's like how you... Dude, did... you said you were one, so I, I, I expect okay, you to all know. Right. <laughs> I, I'm actually... Well, uh, uh, well, let me tell you. Uh, it's like... They describe weeb as those people who are like, hey, senpai, you know, like those people who say that kind of stuff um, are very, very into that Japanese culture, but they're not maybe Japanese or mm. they're very obsessed with anime. Um, you know, like they, they would marry an anime girl if they could or something. I don't know. Okay. All right. So <laughs> it's, it's like you're a big fan of Japanese culture and animation specifically. Yes, but to in a very extensive a little, a little too much. You know? little, <laughs> all right, all right, fair. Got it. Okay. No, that's helpful. I'd yeah. never heard that term. I'm glad you hadn't either, Stacey. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I have two picks uh, for this episode. One, it's a little on the expensive side for a presentation remote, but the Logitech Spotlight remote is awesome. If you're giving a lot of presentations, it's, it's like really sleek. It looks really cool and has a really long range. So if you want to walk around on stage while you're clicking your presentation, this is a great remote for it. It has Bluetooth. It has where you can just connect in through your like USB. It's really useful. I'm actually stealing this from Jem because he had been using it and I lost my presentation remote and took his to, to New York for a conference a while back. And so I needed to buy one. So I was like, all right, I really enjoyed this remote and went and purchased it. So it is a, one of the more expensive ones, but it, it, it it's pretty cool. Uh, so I highly recommend checking that one out. And then I saw a really good talk. Uh, it was a TED Talk uh, video that I watched from Catherine Schultz on being wrong. And it, it, she just like covers all these details around like our fear of being wrong. And like, it's really, really interesting and how it almost like holds us back. And it, it's actually completely okay to be wrong and that we need to be comfortable with it. It's a really good talk, very short, and there's some really good takeaways. So I highly re recommend checking that out. Well, 
that uh, concludes our episode for today. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. You can follow us on Twitter at FrontNHH. Any last words? Thoughts. Numero nims. What, what was Numero the nims. what was the other one that we learned? Weeb. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I admitted I was a weeb.